0: Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, neighbors helping neighbors in need. As with many events, COVID concerns have organizers thinking creatively to make next month's backyard mission trip happen. We'll get details. Also this morning, how does COVID affect pregnancy? Like many aspects of the virus, we know more now than we did a year ago, and health experts say the most important factors affecting a healthy pregnancy are the same as they've always been. And the Marathon Center for the Performing Arts is not only resuming live shows, they're actually expanding their schedule. With new shows being added, we'll get a preview of what's coming soon to the stage locally. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Monday, September 27th, 2021. If you're looking for a reason to celebrate today, it is Ancestor Appreciation Day. Ancestor Appreciation Day today, National Chocolate Milk Day, National Corn Beef Hash Day, National Crush-A-Can Day, and probably the most important, most critical celebration of the day, it is Morning Show Host Day. So, I didn't make that up, it says it right here. If this were television, I'd show it to you right right here. I'm holding it up to the microphone. Can you see? It says, I'm not making it up. It says it is morning show host day. So, hmm. what a crazy weekend it was of of football action. Did you watch? I spent the entire weekend, because I haven't done this yet this year, and I decided this weekend was the weekend that I had to do it. I just plopped down in front of the couch. (laughs) And I watched college football all day on Saturday and uh, NFL football uh, all day yesterday. I just, I decided I was going to make a lazy weekend out of it. And uh, so that's what I did. And uh, man, what a weekend it was. Crazy, crazy stuff. Finally, the Buckeyes look like the Buckeyes that we kind of expect them to look. And I understand, yeah, it was Akron. But still... That's a team that the Buckeyes should beat by 50 points. And they beat them by 50 points. And it was never really close. That was at the very beginning of the game. And uh, they still looked a little shaky. But suddenly they just flipped the switch. And then uh, everything was good from there on out. So that was uh, good to see. Uh, Clemson lost to unranked NC State. And what a crazy finish that was. Do you see the uh, football poll, the AP... Uh, football poll. The uh, sports writers poll. Clemson fell from ninth all the way to twenty-fifth after that loss, their second loss of the season. So that was wild to see. In the coaches poll, they fell pretty precipitously as well, but not all the way to the bottom of the list. Close, but uh, that was just dramatic—from ninth to twenty-fifth. Um, so uh, Clemson had a rough uh, weekend. Minnesota got beat by Bowling Green 14 to 10. And I saw the numbers on this. The Falcons went off at 30.5 point underdogs. 30.5 point underdogs. And to that point, prior to BG's win over Minnesota, teams that were 30 point underdogs this season had gone 0 and 60. So, that was pretty good. And the money line uh plus 3000 on the on the game Saturday for BG plus 3000, which means in gambler's parlance uh, a $100 wager on Bowling Green to win the game would have paid $3000. That's what plus 3,000 means. Conversely, Minnesota, the money line for Minnesota was minus 25,000, meaning, because it's a negative number, you would have had to wager that much in order to win $100. <laughs> you would have had to wager $25,000 to win $100 bucks, uh, because they were so con- convinced that Minnesota was going to win uh, that game. Can you imagine? I don't know if anybody actually wagered that kind of money on Minnesota to win. Putting up twenty-five grand in order to win $100 doesn't seem like a particularly smart thing to do. But can you imagine if somebody had done that, trying to explain that to your wife? <laughs> Honey, I lost $25,000 <laughs> on the Minnesota Bowling Green game. <laughs> How much were you hoping to win? 100 bucks. That's... <laughs> So that was uh, that was kind of crazy by the numbers. Uh, and then yesterday, yesterday, the Ravens, maybe the the biggest story, well, I don't know if it was the biggest story, but this is kind of cool. The uh, Ravens kicker, Justin Tucker, now owner of some NFL history of his own, he kicked a record 66-yard field goal as the Ravens beat the Lions 19-17. In Detroit, it is a new record for the longest field goal, uh, replacing Matt Prater's 64-yard field goal. Uh, And Matt Prater actually attempted a record of his own yesterday for the Cardinals as he tried from 68 yards against the Jaguars. And that kick fell short and was returned for a touchdown, which became the NFL's longest scoring play in history, it was a 109-yard failed kickoff or failed uh, field goal return for a touchdown. So that was kind of history, not the history that Matt Prater wanted. But can you imagine attempting a 68-yard field goal? That is uh, that is amazing. But uh, Justin Tucker uh, kicked a 64-yarder um, or a 66-yarder rather. Uh, For the uh, Ravens beat the Lions uh, in Detroit as time expired. That was the that was the doink on the uh, crossbar and uh, bounced over Uh, just a uh, wild and crazy. A lot of wild and crazy games in the uh, NFL yesterday. Bengals beat the Steelers and not just beat them, but beat up on them. And uh, in Cleveland, the you know how crazy Ohio State fans Clevelanders are and uh, so it was kind of crazy I thought to watch the Browns fans cheer for Baker Mayfield who once planted an Ohio and an Oklahoma University flag in the middle of the field at Ohio Stadium (laughs) Uh, did not make any friends among Buckeye fans for that incident but they were cheering for him yesterday in Cleveland and cheering against uh, Justin Fields (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the former Buckeye, in his first start for the uh, for the Bears, he was sacked like nine times. Whew. Welcome to the NFL, kid. So crazy week crazy weekend of football, all the way around. What are uh, some of the other things that are going on here? Oh, the uh, Tony Awards were handed out. We mentioned uh, record uh, records set in the NFL. Uh, some uh, records, or at least one record. Set at the Tony Awards uh, on Sunday, uh, actress Lois Smith became the oldest person to win a Tony Award at the age of 90. She took home the trophy for Best Actress in a Featured Role in a Play for The Inheritance. During her acceptance speech, she said she loves the process of live theater. Well, I'm not surprised that she loves it, even that she's apparently pretty good at it. And the oldest Tony winner ever. That is pretty cool. So a couple of other uh, interesting stories, things you need to know to get your day started. If you are hoping to get a deal on holiday airfare, you'll want to book right now. This week is probably the best time. Flight tracking experts at Hopper say the lowest prices are very likely available right now, especially for Christmas travel. Uh, When it comes to uh, fare prices, Hopper says for Thanksgiving, you should expect domestic airfare of around $300 round trip. And I guess that would be average for all trips, because clearly some of them will be less expensive than others, depending on where you're going going to for the holidays. But on average, about $300 round trip, that is 23% higher than last year, but 11% lower then 2019 they uh, predict thanksgiving fares will spike after halloween and cost about $400 round trip leading up to thanksgiving um international travelers can expect to pay about $620 round trip and waiting until the last minute will drive that price up about $200 more per ticket so don't daggle don't 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 lollygag around. Uh, domestic travelers. Uh, meanwhile, they say uh, prices are higher for Christmas traveler. Uh, Christmas travel. Domestic travelers can expect to pay an average of four hundred thirty dollars round trip, while international travelers, an average of nine hundred sixty nine. The experts at Hopper recommend booking Christmas travel no later than Thanksgiving, as over the course of the month of December, prices are expected to rise. As much as two hundred thirty dollars. So, bottom line, bottom line, if you're looking to uh, travel for the holidays, now is the time to book your trip, particularly for Christmas, but really both for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Now is the time uh, to book. So, when you see a deal on airfares, jump on it. Um. But it's interesting how much higher it is this year as compared to last, because, of course, that was impacted by the pandemic. Speaking of things being impacted by the pandemic, this may be a bit of a surprise. Apparently, birds were affected by the lockdowns of the pandemic. Birds affected by the lockdowns. Now, of course, in different ways than humans were. We didn't lock down the birds, but researchers in the U.S. and Canada ornithologists say that Birds of various species were reported in greater numbers in human altered habitats during pandemic lockdowns. The uh, senior author of the study, Nicola Koper, says uh, she was blown away by how many species were affected by decreased traffic and activity, human activity during lockdowns. Specifically, reports of bald eagles increased in cities with the strongest lockdowns. Uh, That in the United States, while in Canada, barn swallows were reported more often within a kilometer of roads than before the pandemic. So apparently the birds realized there were fewer cars on the road. They didn't have have to worry so much. And they uh, congregated nearer roadways. Interesting. Michael Shrimp, one of the other uh, authors of the study, says having So many people in North America and around the world paying attention to nature has been crucial to understanding how wildlife react to our human presence in the world. Studies such as this one rely on volunteer bird watchers. So if you enjoy watching wildlife, there are many projects out there like eBird and iNaturalist that can use your help in studying the uh, habits of birds during all of this. Interesting. And uh, lastly, among the first things that you need to know this morning and again speaking of the pandemic stories about uh, COVID-19 and so on nearly one in three people this is maybe rather encouraging nearly one in three people who reported initially being reluctant to get the COVID-19 vaccine ultimately received at least one dose according to a new study researchers surveyed more than 3,400 people in the U.S. in the fall of 2020 and found that 30 percent said they were hesitant to get the vaccine. However, they went back in April of 2021 and asked those same hesitant people, and 32% of those say that they did get at least one dose by the end of the following April. 37% said they plan to become fully vaccinated at some point. So kind of interesting, one in three got over those initial fears or skepticism or whatever to actually get uh, vaccinated. Still, another third said that they remained unlikely to get any COVID-19 vaccine. Researchers from Emory University and Georgia State say COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy is not a stable trait precluding vaccination. Instead, it is something that is changeable and waning people's opinions Uh, do seem to evolve on this topic so kind of interesting uh, and maybe uh, maybe somewhat hopeful and we continue to uh, struggle with getting americans vaccinated but there you go some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your monday morning started
1: wfin news i'm matt demchek the WTOL 11 first alert forecast. Plenty of sunshine expected today with a high of 82, partly cloudy tonight, a low of 61. The Finley Police Department is asking the public for help in identifying a woman who tried to steal cigarettes from a gas station and who got physical with the cashier when she was confronted. It happened at the S&G at 800 West Trenton Avenue on Saturday night. Police say the suspect dropped the cigarettes when she got into a physical confrontation with the cashier. The suspect then fled the scene in a red-colored SUV that was being driven by an unknown man. You can see the surveillance pictures of the suspect and the vehicle on our website. Tipsters may be eligible for a reward. Sounds of the Findlay Trojan Marching Band leading off the homecoming parade on Friday. A lot of people lined the streets to show off their Trojan pride. And the football team got a big win over rival Fremont Ross on Friday night at Donnell Stadium. You can see some video of the parade and listen back to a replay of the game on our website. A lawsuit has been filed challenging Ohio's newly drawn state legislative districts as giving an extreme and unfair advantage to the Republican Party. An ACLU-led legal team filed the suit on behalf of voters and voter rights groups, including the League of Women Voters of Ohio. It targets a map the new Republican-dominated Ohio Redistricting Commission passed along party lines last week. It's predicted
0: to deliver supermajorities to the GOP that are not commensurate to the party's voter turnout in the 2020 elections. The partisan vote meant the map would last only four years rather than ten. Daniel Barnett, ONN News.
1: The Bowling Green State University football team got a huge win on Saturday. The Falcons traveled to Minnesota and defeated the Golden Gophers of the Big Ten by a score of 14-10. BGSU says they'll be soaring from that win for a while. And they've planned a big celebration for today. From noon to 2 today at the Union Oval, there will be a big celebration with members of the football team, the marching band, and cheerleaders as well. Get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Matt Demchek with 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM.
0: Our cover story on this Monday is all about neighbors helping neighbors in need. The Backyard Mission Trip is coming up next month. And as with many events, COVID concerns of organizers kind of thinking creatively on how to make it happen. And uh, Wendy McCormick is here from... uh, from Habitat for Humanity, uh, along with uh, Carl Hemminger, who's uh, a big part of the uh, Backyard Mission Trip uh, organizing crew. And thank you both for uh, dropping by. We certainly appreciate it. You we were just mentioning before when on the air, this is, what, 10 years uh, Ten years. this has been going on. So it,
2: It's an amazing, totally volunteer-run community activity, like you said, of neighbors helping neighbor, neighbors and really caring for those next to us.
0: And the whole idea behind the Backyard Mission Trip is, uh, you know, If you're part of a church group or or so on, you know that you've done mission trips uh, in the past, maybe to foreign countries. You hear about uh, all of these. The idea here is that obviously there are people right in our own backyard who could use a helping hand as well.
3: Yeah, this goes back 10 years with, with Judge Bob Fry and, and Pastor Bill Reist, and what they, they saw as a need, rather than going out of town, that there were neighbors in need in their congregation, in the shadows of the steeple, but also around the community that really needed some help, so they, they took on this project. And it just continues to grow, and it, it's it's so fulfilling. It, it
0: is. It's it just a tremendous feeling when you see all of these volunteers gather, knowing that they're about to go out into the community and you know help people who need. You know this, that, or the other thing. I mean, there are all kinds of different things that that people have done. It is. It is
2: very inspirational to see hundreds of people. Um, Some of our largest years, we've had 1,200 people doing 200 projects. So uh, unfortunately with COVID, as you said, we're very being cautious this year. Uh, We're not gathering together as a group to do fellowship and prayer in the morning. Uh, We uh, are hoping that you're doing that at your site. And Actually, please pull in the homeowner into that, um, that you're praying for the homeowner and their needs, as well as they're trying to meet their needs while while you're there working with them. So uh, we still have over 90 projects uh, that are going to need picked up. Uh, We're not even close to half of those being picked up yet by teams. So our goal today is to let folks know that there's a need and that how we can help you get connected to those different projects. Uh, We have two team meetings coming up, October 4th and October 12th. Where you can come in, you can learn about the projects, and please put a small team together of five to ten
0: people that will help you uh, do those projects. And a lot of these come from uh, church groups and and organizations, which is kind of the genesis of the Backyard Mission Trip project, but it's not necessarily uh, that that has to be the source.
2: All okay. ages are welcome yeah. and all walks of life. So please come together with uh, your work group, put together a family group, mm-hmm. uh, bring out the kids group and put a friends. rake in their hands, a yeah. group of friends, and uh, please come out and pick up a project. We'd love to have you. So
0: uh, kind of take us through the the whole process and uh, how we get to uh, here. You actually start uh, collecting Uh, projects uh, putting those together uh, some weeks ago right we do um, and we're still accepting projects Uh, We are
2: concerned, again, with COVID, that we're going to be able to get to everybody. So, uh, But uh, please get your project in. Uh, You can do that online at Mm finleybmt.com. You can pick up paper applications at Habitat, at the Family Center, uh, downtown, uh, pretty much at at St. Michael's Church, uh, anywhere. Yeah, there's a lot of places where we can get you a paper application Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, complete that. But we're really just trying to get the projects picked up now that we
0: have. And that's uh, that's the key. emphasis at this point uh is that we're looking for the volunteers who can help um take care of these projects and what are some of the just to give people an idea who may have not participated before what kind of projects are we talking about here
2: so a lot of um outdoor work a lot of landscaping it's fall a lot of leaf raking a lot of minor repairs for for homeowners that could be uh fixing a broken cupboard a leaky faucet Uh, We also have more critical repairs and those projects come over to Habitat for the lead to make sure if there's some skill sets that are needed that we provide those. But, uh, you know, if you have a skill set within your congregation, if you're great electricians or great plumbers, we have a need for you. Uh, So there's a little bit of everything, whatever Mm -hmm. you might choose to do. But again, simple tasks all the way down to just cleaning and organizing even for some elderly. Yeah,
0: so uh, the reason we bring uh, that up is because, yes, there are some projects that require a specific skill set, but for the most part, a lot of these are just things that anyone can do.
3: Boy Scout troops, you know, doing yard cleanup and things like that, cleaning gutters, power washing, painting. You know, a family can take a lot of these projects on and... and, uh, get them knocked out and done so yeah Yeah. uh
0: and the uh, date uh, for the backyard mission trip is when um the date is october 16th but
2: it's really neat we're going to um make the projects available to you year-round you can pick this up whenever you can if you're busy october 16th but still want to serve Mm -hmm. uh, please come learn more learn how to access our database Uh, it's going to be available year-round so uh, churches and congregations and groups can pick them up anytime
0: so you mentioned the website where folks can get more information about uh, the uh, projects that are available and uh, learn more about if you or someone you know is in need of uh, some help, and where do we find that?
3: Uh, uh, com is the mm-hmm. primary website. You can volunteer from there directly. If you have volunteered before, we'd like you to go back and, and uh reconnect with us and update your profile and and get back into the volunteer database so uh, finleybmt.com is the primary way with with applications and volunteer applications there Uh, we're also on facebook at backyard mission trip finley and we have a phone number that will get directly into the 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 backyard mission team which is 419-379-4903 Okay. So lots of ways to get to us.
0: And again, a big push on right now to get volunteers to help uh, knock out all of these uh, projects because these are, are things that uh, really a lot of our neighbors need to, to have done. And we would like to uh, get them all taken care of.
2: Absolutely. We know hundreds of you are out there who have helped in this with some way, shape, or form in the past. Uh, please go out. Uh, recommit, and you're needed. So thank you so much for all the
0: groups. We've got a link up on our webpage for more information about the Backyard Mission trip coming up next month. It looks a little bit different because of COVID, but still going on because the need is still there. So uh, go to our webpage, goodmornings.net, learn more. Uh, Wendy, Carl, thanks very much for uh, dropping by. Thanks Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Well, almost from the start of the pandemic, one significant question has stood out. How does COVID-19 affect pregnancy? Like with all aspects of the virus, we know more now than we did a year ago. And joining us this morning is United Healthcare Senior Director Carolyn Brooks. And Carolyn, first off, the most important thing, and this is true whether we're talking about COVID-19 or not, uh, the importance of early prenatal and continuing postpartum care just uh, with respect to a healthy pregnancy in general.
4: Sure. So, unfortunately, pregnant women in the U.S. are increasingly experiencing poor maternal and infant outcomes, and one of the things we can do to improve these outcomes is ensure that all those who are expecting get connected to care early and consistently throughout their pregnancy journey and make those critical postpartum visits. So as soon as someone thinks or learns that they're pregnant, it's important to schedule that first prenatal visit. There, a health care provider will both confirm the pregnancy, but also work with you to develop a healthy pregnancy plan. And in that postpartum visit, that one is particularly critical as that provides an opportunity for the provider to check to make sure you're recovering properly physically, but also that you can have the emotional support that you need as you embark on this complex uh, journey that is motherhood. And it's recommended that individuals connect with their provider within about three weeks or so after birth with ongoing care as needed um, and an on- with a comprehensive follow-up no later than 12 weeks. Um, following birth
0: and by the way uh, on the uh, postpartum side uh, just to uh, play off something you were mentioning obviously uh, there are a whole range of issues that come up that are uh, often unexpected for first-time mothers uh, you know can get easily overwhelmed but this isn't just for first-time mothers this is uh, following any pregnancy the postpartum care is equally important
4: That is correct. Whether it's your first time or your fifth time, um, it is important for every mom uh, to get connected to a provider after uh, delivery to make sure that they're doing well, Um, again, both physically, but also emotionally. So yes, um, for all women, it's important.
0: So what do we know about the impact of COVID-19 itself on healthy outcomes during pregnancy? To what degree is this a a, how significant of a risk factor uh is this with respect to pregnancy
4: so, you know, As you can imagine, pregnancy is an exciting time for many individuals, but also a time of great stress and anxiety, which we know can impact birth outcomes. And COVID, unfortunately, has not made this easier. Um, in fact, an increasing number of studies are starting to show um, higher rates of depression and anxiety amongst pregnant and postpartum women um, due to COVID, as they're worried both about their own health, but also that of their children. But even with COVID, we can't stress enough the importance of getting to those prenatal and postpartum care visits, Um, though they may look a little different. So some providers are doing telehealth appointments uh, for certain um, uh, moms uh, at certain appointments, so others still need to occur in person. Um, So it's important that we all take the necessary precautions and going to those in-person visits, such as practicing social distancing, washing our hands often, and wearing a mask. But even with COVID, it's really important, and especially important, that moms are getting the care and support that they need this time. You
0: bring up such a good point that beyond the potential medical impact of the virus in terms of health complications uh, during pregnancy, COVID-19 has certainly impacted the experience for New and expectant parents, and has just added a, a whole new layer of stress and uncertainty. And
4: yeah, we are, um, it's a, a changing environment and dynamic, but we are all um, trying to focus on making sure that moms and babies uh, can go through this journey healthy um, and have healthy outcomes. And so making sure that folks uh, get connected to those providers. And if people have questions or are not sure what the uh, journey looks like um, with COVID, feel free to reach out to your healthcare providers. Uh, Provider and your health insurance provider who may have various programs and services and resources available to you. Um, our website, everypregnancy.com, actually has like a video series that helps moms understand what to expect during these prenatal and postpartum visits. So I encourage folks to check that out as well. Well, that's one of
0: the things that I also wanted to ask. Do you have any uh, tips or suggestions, advice that you can offer for new and expectant parents who are kind of navigating this at a most unusual time?
4: Sure. So um, as I mentioned, there are numerous programs and resources that are available. They help moms both in that prenatal journey, but also to support mom and baby through that first year of life and beyond. But many people aren't aware of those. So again, checking with your health care provider and your health insurance provider from getting things like access to your prenatal vitamins and safe sleep supplies um, to substance use support or other connections to behavioral health or mental health services. Um, there are other resources that can connect you to Things like free diapers, um, healthy food options, safe sleep options, breastfeeding formula, um, breastfeeding supplies, formula, and much more. So, really encourage people to take advantage of the various resources that are available to you.
0: Again, uh, United Healthcare Senior Director Carolyn Brooks with us this morning, talking about the impact of the pandemic uh, on a healthy pregnancy. The way uh, the pandemic has infected uh, affected just about every aspect of our lives, and um, the prospect of having a baby during all of this uh, no different. And uh, Carolyn, you mentioned the website where you have uh, some resources for new and expectant parents and their families. Mention that uh, website again.
4: Yep, it's everypregnancy.com that everyone can check
0: out. Carolyn, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thanks for
4: having me.
2: We interrupt
0: this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. Kind of a light day in the uh, broken news to start off the week. As robberies go, uh, they don't get much more daring than robbing two police officers at gunpoint. (laughs) Philadelphia police are searching for the suspects who robbed two off-duty officers early Saturday morning. That doesn't strike me as a particularly bright thing to do. The suspects, now again, they were off-duty, so not in uniform. The suspects demanded the officers' wallets which had their badges in them, along with money, jewelry, and other personal belongings. The suspects reportedly left the scene in a dark-colored Toyota Camry with dark-tinted windows. One of the officers managed to keep their phone and called for help. Uh, Police say the officers did not have their weapons on them because they had been at a local club. Neither officer was injured. (laughs) That is bold. That is bold. If you are a criminal robbing a pair of off-duty police officers and stealing their badges, that is bold. Have a follow-up to a broken news item that we had, I guess, a couple of weeks ago. Remember the story about a pair of Michael Jordan's used underwear that was going up for auction? And uh, the auction... House that was selling these said that there was evidence <laughs> that they that they had been used. <laughs> well, uh, that pair of Michael Jordan's used underwear, according to TMZ, uh, has been sold at Leland's auction this past Saturday night for two thousand seven hundred eighty-four dollars. The light gray pair uh of undies had a dry cleaning tag attached to them and uh i guess that's how they they know that uh that is used the auction listing says they show signs of definite use by the basketball legend and somebody the story doesn't say who bought them i don't know if i was the person who bought these i'm not sure that i would want my name publicly known (laughs) $2,784 2784 dollars uh the uh <clears throat> Michael Jordan undies have sold for. So follow up to the uh, story that we had a couple of weeks ago on the uh, broken news. This is crazy in Seattle. Uh new documents obtained by a local TV news outlet show that a local driving school has been selling fake passing grades for hundreds of dollars to at least 2,000 applicants. In some cases, the fraudulent tests sold for thousands of dollars. Details were described in a Washington State Department of Licensing audit uh, report conducted by the agency's Transportation Services Fraud and Investigations Unit back in May. Uh, Auditors found the school's instructors sold the passing grades for as much as Two to four thousand dollars, according to the records, with the time frame of the alleged violations happening between 2017 and uh, June of this year. That's a little disconcerting, isn't it? To know that uh, there might be two thousand people out there who (laughs) who bought their the answers to the tests on their their driving exam. I'm. I would buckle up a little tighter (laughs) if I were driving in Seattle today, just knowing that. So kind of crazy. And uh, this story from the uh, broken news, Uh, the owner of an industrial park in the UK was concerned about a new housing development that was being built nearby. And uh, so he decided to put up a big sign that says, We are industrial, we are noisy, we are smelly, and we were here first. (laughs) Just to head off any problems with any future homeowners in the area. You can't say they didn't give fair warning. The sign went viral on social media and a brochure for the new uh, housing development says, If you love the rural charm of village life and yet still need great city connections, then Staunton Gate is what they're calling it. Staunton Gate is the ideal place for you. An employee of the industrial area says his boss put up the sign before the new houses were built in order to head off any complaints. As they do make a bit of noise, the neighbors are largely okay with it, but people shouldn't move next to an industrial park if they have a problem with noise. Again, you would think that this would be kind of a no-brainer, but, you know, this day and age, you have to warn people about such things. There you go. Like I guess say kind of a light day in the broken news, but uh, interesting and odd stories nonetheless. Today's update to the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. WFIN says thank you for listening. And remember, you can listen around the clock on computer, smartphone, or tablet. Start your day with Chris Oaks and good mornings. And stay with us all day long. You also get CBS Sports Radio plus all of our locally originated sports programming. Listen live whenever you like at 1330 WFIN 95.5 FM and at WFIN.com where you can also grab our
3: free mobile apps
0: for iOS or Android. Time now for your daily download, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. Uh, Obviously, you know, social distancing has become one of the catchphrases of the pandemic era. This has been going on so long now that we call this an era, the uh, pandemic era, social distancing, you keep hearing. But despite that often used phrase, a new study finds that families have actually come closer to, to each other. This is a one-poll survey of more than two thousand respondents found that family dinners in American households are not only are we having more of them, but they are lasting longer, an average of 15 minutes longer than before the pandemic, increasing from 70 minutes to 85 minutes on average that we are sitting down with our family at dinner time. Of the respondents, 57% report that their family gathers around the dinner table more frequently now than they did a year and a half ago before all of this started. With as many as five family meals per week. Five a week. That That is really impressive. If you've been able to do five family meals a week, good for you. Keep it up. More than half of the people who participated in the study said that the gatherings are the most relaxing part of the day, which is interesting because this is something that family experts have said for a long time, that we need to do this and that when you do, uh, it it promotes um, release from anxiety and stress and, and all of that. And indeed, most people are finding that that is the case. The definition of family is also expanding, which is kind of interesting from this survey. Many people now count friends, neighbors, and even work colleagues among their quote unquote family uh with nearly so what's the uh, old uh, saying that you can choose your friends you can't choose your family? Well, apparently we are choosing our family, and it includes our friends and colleagues and neighbors. Nearly seventy percent of the respondents in this survey say. That they added a new family member during the pandemic. And kind of interesting, just in case you're curious, what people do around the dinner table or the conversations that people have. Popular activities that take place at dinner time, in addition to eating, include sharing news, although that can be <laughs> a little dicey. Uh, sharing news about one's own day, one's own life what's going on for us personally is what they're talking about not necessarily sharing the news of the day because that can obviously lead to other kinds of conversations not always positive but sharing news talking about one's day and watching a movie or TV show is very popular as well um which maybe that's not the healthiest idea but as compared to not spending time with your loved ones, at least if you are sitting there sharing the experience of watching a movie or TV show, it is better than not sharing time with them at all. So I guess we shouldn't feel too guilty about that. But interesting stuff, again, from uh, this survey, uh, more than 2,000 Americans uh, by one poll, uh, social distancing notwithstanding, families have actually come closer, it seems during the course of the pandemic, and that is certainly good news.
1: Are you going to kiss me or not?
0: Thompson Square there, One of the additions to the main stage series of shows at the Marathon Center for the Performing Arts. That's right. Not only is the Marathon Center resuming live shows, actually expanding their schedule, and uh, Heather Clow is with us uh, from the Marathon Center. That is uh, certainly a good sign when you're not only resuming the shows, but actually adding to the list of shows. Yes, we're excited to to
5: finally come back and, and keep Keep adding shows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, the new one, there are a couple of new ones. Yes. Uh, Thompson Square is one that, that is was just recently added. Tickets just went on sale for that. Just went on sale, and that and shows then, in January. Okay. And then we added Classic Albums Live, which
5: they are performing Led Zeppelin 2. And that's in April, and those tickets just went on sale as okay. well.
0: So, uh, if you, you uh, are interested, you can uh, check that out and uh, get your tickets right now at the Marathon Center uh, website. Uh, just a couple of additions uh, to what should is actually shaping up to be a really terrific season.
5: Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, we were just talking that it didn't get off to the start we had hoped, but it, it will kick off. October 9th, so just a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and we have Steely Van coming on that date.
0: Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about what's coming up uh, here in the uh, month of October, uh, because as you said, this is when things really begin uh, in earnest. Steely Van is the uh, first uh, first big the show, first main right? stage show. Yeah. Yep, the first okay. this weekend we have Cinderella, which is the youth Theater production. Oh yeah, um, and well, our, let's not forget about no, that. you that's can't.
5: terrific Absolutely. to have youth
0: Theater back. Uh, it in is
5: because I don't know if you remember, but we had Little Mermaid right before the pandemic and could not have the shows. They had the dress rehearsal and then we had to cancel. Oh, So wow. this is our first youth theater show back. So we're excited about that. So
0: it would be awesome to see a packed house for, uh, yeah. for that because yeah, the kids absolutely. have, uh, I'm sure, have been looking forward to this, working really hard. They so. do work very
5: hard. But then right after that is Steely Van. Mm-hmm. And that is two bands out of New York. One does um, interpretations of Steely Dan's music and the other does Van Morrison. Uh-huh. So the package is called Steely, Steely Van. Van. Got it. And they're not tribute acts. They don't dress up like the bands or anything like that, they interpret the music themselves, and they're all really fantastic musicians.
0: As uh, is the case, because a lot of times people look at uh, at quote unquote tribute bands or things like that as uh, sort of wannabes, but these are terrific musicians oh, in and of themselves. Really so, yeah, and
5: yeah. sometimes I mean, you talk to these folks, and they know more about the music than I mean, they are like scholars in yeah. the people that they're covering. Yeah,
0: uh, and then uh, you have a couple of other uh, big shows coming up in the month of October. Yes, uh, as the well. Four Tops are finally
5: coming. <laughs> We've been rescheduling that a couple of times yeah. too, um, but we're looking forward to that later this month. That'll be a, a big one. And uh, also, you've got a, a
0: University of Findlay show coming up.
5: We do. Yeah, we're selling tickets for those. We sell tickets for all the University of Findlay shows, whether they're on campus or um, in our space. So we got those coming up too.
0: And uh, a couple, of, actually a couple of uh, of shows, the uh, Concert Chorale and the University Singers and the uh, Euler Marching Band. Uh, yes. Yeah. A couple of shows. Yep. Well,
5: UF is definitely back in it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, and, and for... We mentioned the the main stage shows, Steely Van, The Four Tops are are two of those, but the tickets for the entire season are up now. They
5: are on sale, yep. So we have family shows, we have the Charlie Brown Christmas in December, um, which is part of that family, those are all on sale. The Live at Arms shows are on sale, those kick off in December. So we've got a a lot going on, a lot of tickets available.
0: (laughs) And for those who are not familiar uh, with some of the uh, highlights, again, we hit some of the ones that are coming up next month, but Mm -hmm. there are some terrific shows uh, even beyond that.
5: Yeah, we have some great shows coming up. I mentioned um, the family show, but also for Christmas. Christmas Yeah, yeah. so also for Christmas, we have Jim Brickman Christmas.
0: That's awesome.
5: Yeah, he's a huge, Mm -hmm. there's lots of fans around, you know, if, he does Christmas right. He plays the piano and, and just does terrific piano really well. Yeah. And,
0: and and he's worked with a number of uh, Fabulous artists uh, over has. the years, so yep. that is going to be a uh, terrific show. I know my wife and I have our tickets for that That's one, and great. and uh, you definitely want to grab some of these because I can I can envision these selling out very quickly this year. That's what we hope. Absolutely, yeah. yeah people are excited to get back. Yeah. With respect to that, uh, what has been the response uh, from the from the general public? Because uh, again, things there, it's been a year of really not a whole lot to do, right. not a whole lot of shows to go to. So. I would think people are kind of chomping at the bit.
5: They are. They're really excited. I also think on the same time, people are holding off to buy their tickets because there's been so many cancellations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would encourage you, we're doing our best not to cancel anything or encourage you to buy your tickets ahead of time Um I understand. I've had tickets to shows in other places that sure. get canceled, but, right. and it's disappointing, but you know, we offer refunds, and you should plan ahead.
0: That is one of the things that's worth mentioning is that you do have contingency plans if uh, there are issues that come up with uh, certain shows. Absolutely. If we cancel a show, we definitely give you a refund. Per, per, to this point, though, uh, there have been no uh, issues because – and I think the last time we had you in here, we were talking a little bit about this uh, in the news. Uh, there's been uh, people have heard that certain artists are, you know, rethinking their tours right. and and things like that. But you have not encountered any. Of we have that. not had any artist
5: cancellations. Yeah. Um, you know, I think some of the older artists that are touring. I know Buddy Guy was one. Um, is being cautious, and and that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But right now, we have not had any on our season that have canceled because of
0: COVID. So certainly uh, good news. And uh, also, uh, the uh, venue is uh, open for rentals and and other events. We're booking
5: holiday parties. Those dates are going fast. We have
0: Rotary every week. So people
5: are in and out. Our gallery um, we have kids' art camps or art workshops in the gallery.
0: Let's mm-hmm. mention a little bit about that because we mentioned youth theater uh, as well. You obviously have an awful lot of uh, classes, educational things uh, that are going on as well.
5: Yeah, and now sure. visual and performing arts. Mm-hmm. So Jason Wagner, who's a teacher at the local schools, he's doing um, art, visual art classes for toddlers all the way through high school. Those have kicked off, and those are going very well. Uh, But we also have performing arts. Um, We always have camps during vacation weeks. Mm -hmm. So our education program is really thriving. And those are smaller groups. So that's a little safe, feel safer for people. Yeah. Uh,
0: And, there's more information about all of that, uh, on the website as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yep. So, yep. MCPA.org. Again, the, uh, main stage shows are the ones that get all of the attention. And, uh, obviously because in many cases, I mean, you've got stuff like Jim Brickman and the four tops and, you know, great shows. Yep. That's where the big names go. <laughs> right. But, uh, there is so much, uh, going on, uh, not just with the uh, with the main stage, but other performers uh, uh, live at arms, uh, all the way to the youth theater. and Absolutely. And Something
5: going on in that building every day.
0: Yeah, it is. And it is good to see it uh, very busy again. It's, it's
5: We've missed it. We're, we're glad to be back.
0: Uh, we've got a link up for more information and again, tickets are available now for all of the shows that we're talking about. Everything's on sale. Uh, you can go there and uh, check all of that out and uh, we've got the link up at our webpage, goodmornings.net. Again, Heather Klo from the Marathon Center for the Performing Arts. Heather, thanks very much for dropping by. Thank you. And that will finish up our podcast for today. Thanks again to all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. And remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about on the show at our webpage. That, of course, is goodmornings.net. Coming up tomorrow on the program, perhaps no one was more angered and disheartened by the U.S. military's botched exit from Afghanistan than those who have served in that region. Hancock County Veterans Services hosting a Yellow Ribbon Town Hall to help those vets process those emotions. We'll learn more about it till tomorrow morning. That is good mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. Catch you back here tomorrow.